Yo, welcome to Whiplash. We back, and I got. I'm, I'm, I'm picking up this fucking U-Haul trailer right now, cause I'm about to go get to some funds, Dunny. And I ain't even got no money, nigga, to be spending on your head. And nigga, try me. I'ma put his head in the bed, cause that's gonna be the last tear that his mama ever shed. And nigga, I put the rest of his body in the shed. Jesus Christ, everybody making this dangerous ass U-turn right now. Let's. Hey, let's buckle down. Niggas wildin'. Yo, what up, man? We here. We here. Alright, something else must be burning. But you know, man, the world crazy, man. Niggas busting these mad, mad, unpredictable ass U-turns and shit, son. Niggas pulling out all slow. You know. That's how niggas get pregnant when you pull out slow. Should be feeling too good. <laughs> oh my god, man. I hope y'all are doing good. I hope y'all listen to this in a cheerful mood. Cause if not, I'ma make you laugh. Just grab on your girl ass, make the body crash. Uh, alright, but not for real. On a serious note, man, I hope y'all have a good day. It's uh, what's today? Thursday, March the whatever the fuck. March, March the 23rd. March the 23rd, man. Alright, let's get into some of these topics. <laughs> I wrote a list of topics. If you've seen it on our Instagram story, you've seen it. Follow us at Whiplash Pod with two D's on the end. Whiplash P O D D. Takes big gulp of water to speak. So, I don't know if I'm. I, mean, I really want to talk about this masculine feminine uh, battle that Iyana Levan said. She started it. She really started battle. But then a Breakfast Club put it on there and blah, blah, blah. So they're like, yo, do y'all think women are becoming more masculine? And women, every every woman I got on there was like, yeah, because we having to pay for stuff and uh, pay the bills around the house and do this and all this shit. It's like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? That's not masculine energy. Masculine energy isn't having a job and paying for shit. Masculine energy is being very decisive with your decision making. You don't really put too much emotion in decision making. That's a, a masculine trait. A masculine trait would be um, more of a leadership-esque. And I say esque because women can be leaders too. Women can be great leaders. But that's a, that would tend to be a masculine quality. People being able to lead people. Because sometimes when you lead people, you lead with emotions. But most of the times, if, if anyone who's a true leader that's ever had to truly lead people, you understand that that shit is it's hard because people do have emotions and you have to make their emotions valid, but you also have to keep them on course of completing whatever task that y'all need to complete. So it's making decisions with emotion in mind, but you're making clear cut, like there ain't no emotion in the decision. It's whatever is best for the overall group or the situation, boom. But you got all these people and they only talk to women. So they had all these women saying, you know, oh, no, nah, I mean, if I got to pay half the rent and this is making me mad, it's like, that's not making you masculine. That's that's only making you really more, much more responsible. That's giving you more responsibility. Responsibility ain't really a responsibility is responsibility. Man, I really got a shit. I ain't gonna lie. Like, this shit crazy. I got them stomach hurt a little bit. But it was just crazy to just to see all these women say, oh, masculine is only paying for stuff. That's not masculine. That's like feminine energy. Feminine energy is more emotional-based energy. It's, it's more emotional-based energy. 
So if you are a man and you're tapped more in with your feminist side or you're equally balanced, you know how to tap in with your emotions to in moments, you know, not be irrational with your emotions, but be rational. That's a feminine trait. To be rational with your emotions is a feminine trait. To be irrational with your emotions would be uh, a negative trait, but some could say that would be a more masculine thing because sometimes masculine energy doesn't deal with emotions. It may deal with making clear-cut decisions, as I keep saying, but it being negative is where you get the irrationality. When you're irrational, that's when it becomes negative. Man, I really got shit. This might be an episode where y'all just hearing me complain about me having a shit. And it's like, that shit is affecting my talking. Because my goddamn butt, it's like, you ever get that feeling? Like, it ain't like I got it. It's like, it's like an oven warming up. Thank God I'm going to get there early. I might have to stop and shit somewhere. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, I have to shit. <laughs> but, man, it was just it was just baffling. Moving on to the next fucking topic. Um, everybody was talking about this week that Chloe Bailey sex scene. First of all, good, 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 God. To, to, to quote Kai Sin, God. Like, bro. And, like, I don't understand why everybody's, like, so hyped over a sex scene. Like, they're like, oh, this isn't good for Is that a phone? That isn't good for her. I'm under this. I'm on this underpass, and I ain't know. There's phones on this little underpass. I ain't know that. I wonder if them bitches just work or do you only call specific things? Man, let me take another sip of water. I'm trying to really keep my mind off shitting, but I got to shit. I'm trying, man. Word of the day today is opus. Opus is creative work, usually in the musical realm, the musical uh, consort, you know, putting music together. Opus. I might start calling my um, my episodes opuses. So you put op. OP and then a number. So like, you know how we do EP for episode? You know, I feel like my shit be mental music, son. Mental music is when I'm producing. Because I'm really just going through my head. Like, going back to the... We gonna get back to the Chloe Bailey sex scene. But going back to masculine and feminine energy, like, I'm trying to be more balanced. Because I came up being overly masculine because I didn't have that masculine figure to set a right example for me in the beginning. And the masculine examples I did see... Uh, where niggas arguing, fighting, putting their hands on people and uh, not really, I never really saw things get resolved. It was more like, you know, yell, 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 fight, fight, fight. So me coming up, yelling, yelling, yelling and fight, fight, fighting with my words. I never put my hand on nobody. But yelling, 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 fight, fight, fight with my words out of sharp tongue. I was fucking what would be known as toxically, toxic masculinity. All these terms, man. I ain't got the goddamn, I ain't got the goddamn mind for that right now. I got a shit. <laughs> I was like toxic, toxic masculinity. But now I'm trying to fix that by, you know, how you fix toxic masculinity by being more in touch with your feminine energy and your feminine side. Because feminine energy is the expression of love. It's the expression of love. And when your masculine becomes toxic, is when you start to feel that you don't have that love. So then you just start to, you know, express your emotions. And guess what? An irrational way, ladies and gentlemen. It's all coming together. It's all tying down. It's all tying down like I'm about to tie this junk down. I'm 20 minutes out. 
Uh, I'm gonna get there at 10:41. I gotta take a shit, man. I gotta take a quick shit somewhere. I don't know where I'm gonna take a shit at. Uh, <laughs> title's episode is gonna be Opus 54. I gotta take a shit. I gotta shit. <laughs> Something like that. But yeah, man, the Chloe Bailey sex scene, shit was fire. I mean, <laughs> the shit was fire. <clears throat> and shout out to that man. Is his name Damon or Danim? Because it's not Damon. Because I think Chloe pronounced it. I was like, Damon? Danim? I think his name is Danim, but I'm going to just call him Damon. <laughs> that nigga Damon, uh, I think his last name Idris. He a hell of an actor. Young Denzel, they called him. The Young Denzel. But my man, that sex scene, sex scene is funny for a number of reasons. His reactions to it, because the way he was fucking her is like, you could tell that's probably the way he be fucking. Because it was like, that was almost a damn near authentic sex scene. Because sex scene, like, sex like that really be like that. Like, niggas don't, niggas be saying shit, like, because everybody's making the whole thing of her like, oh, can you feel it? Yeah, yeah, daddy, I can feel it a, a little bit. And it's just like, yeah, shit like that be getting said during sex. Like stupid shit. Like, yeah, I can feel it a little bit. It, I, I didn't. She didn't mean to say a little bit, but it's like stupid shit we can say. But she. But I ain't trying to be the, the the freak nasty nigga right now. But shit was shit. They had a mirror. It was a mirror thing, and it was like, yeah, whoever set that up. And I think Malia Obama actually uh, helped write the episode. Who knew Malia Obama was gonna grow up to be a fucking writer? Uh, I mean, some people knew. <laughs> Some people knew because they might follow Malia Obama like that. I don't follow Malia Obama like that. I mean, it's so funny. This is my second time talking about anything that's due to Obama today. Because I was talking about Tek- that Takashi 69 situation and how he got uh, jumped. Them niggas lame as fuck for jumping Takashi 69 too. Because it's like real shit. Y'all really could have just fought him one on one. Like that nigga Takashi 69 ain't like no brolic, tall, brolic ass nigga. Why y'all jumping him? He got tumped, he got jumped by some brolic ass niggas though. That nigga got jumped by some brolic niggas, son. And that shit was just like that nigga was leaking, son. Like that shit was like that shit really lame though, cause it's like that's he not no fucking It ain't like these niggas just jump 50 cent or some shit. Like they not jumping niggas that's like, oh shit, they nigga holding weight, like weight, like reputation wise, rep, reputation wise. Takashi 69 doesn't have the reputation in order to get him jumped. Like he has the reputation to definitely get snuck and get caught. But to get jumped, son, I gotta come on, son. You gonna end up hitting my trailer, son. Goddamn big ass truck, man. Come on, man. You gonna fucking hit my trailer and I'ma spin out and shit. Damn, these niggas must have hit, hit each other on the goddamn expressway, goddamn ramp. Alright, the shit starting to go away. <laughs> it's starting to go away. But I drank some caffeine, so my fucking heart racing a little bit. Nah, son, fuck that. I ain't getting behind this nigga. I'm probably gonna have to get behind this nigga. Pause. But yeah, man, nigga Damon, that nigga Damon, that def- that's definitely where that nigga Damon fuck. <laughs> but man, so, and, and niggas don't be like, nigga, she's an actor. Like, I think she was on Disney, her and her sister. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I thought I was about to see these two trucks hit each other. And these are two big trucks, too. That shit would have been fucking catastrophic. Catastrophic that accident would have been. Man, let me just hurry and get where I'm getting so I can take this shit. But nigga, like, nigga, y'all niggas know nothing about acting for real. You know what it takes to act and be like, yo, I gotta act like I'm fucking this nigga? Because she said it was a bouncy ball in between them. 
But like them niggas was naked. Niggas was naked. Like I don't niggas might have sock. He might have had a sock or like some shit over his meat. But for the most part, niggas was ass fucking naked. Both of them. So it's like to act like that. That takes a different mindset. That takes a lot of mental prep. You know, she say she he made it real safe. They was laughing. Seeing this like outstanding niggas like that that can make those very tense, awkward situations almost in a sense enjoyable because you don't feel so tense. Say it was a closed set. Like I, these I guess niggas be thinking they shooting this shit like porn. Like niggas be thinking, and even now in porn, it don't be hella niggas in the room. You don't need to shoot sex like that. Sex is one barbaric ass act. Sex ain't, and sex scenes, that shit might have been upwards of 20 seconds. I give it 20 seconds at most that sex scene lasted. Because it went from him hitting her to the girl standing, that girl's probably standing at the door looking back and forth. I probably say, because scenes are mostly, they write scenes, pages, each page in a scene is a minute. So that whole situation might have lasted a minute, but when you didn't, because it zoomed in on Damon's face. Look at me breaking down fucking scenes and shit just from being a movie and TV buff. They zoomed in on Damon's face. So you you still hear fucking, but you don't see fucking. And to just hear fucking is cool, but to see fucking in here is like, oh shit. That's when you get the full intensity of a sex scene, ladies and gentlemen. So you seen him fucking, but you only heard him fucking at that point. You only heard him fucking at that point. Uh, and then it, cause I didn't even watch it. Like I knew I'm only going based off the scenes and how scenes are written. Cause then it, once it zooms in on him he like doing that weird, creepy shit with that girl, which I hope that girl, I, I don't, would that be, what is that? Like her friend? I saw my mom watching. And I tried to hurry up and piece shit together. Cause it was a little bit before that scene when she was watching it. And then when the sex scene came up, I got all creepy. I was like, Oh shit. I was like, you, I was like, Oh shit. She turned it down. <laughs> she turned it down. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you didn't know that was coming. I'm like, you ain't even seen that all week on social media. <laughs> Yo, parents and sex scenes are always going to be funny because they always turn it down. They always turn it down. It's like, that's like an act. That's like something that everybody's going to do. Everybody going to have sex. Like, do niggas think if you play a sex scene around it, well, kids are very impressionable. I give you that. But like, I don't know, man. It's a lot of impressionable shit that our parents do around us that don't really get, like, rectified or, you know, not done. And they'd be like, well, I mean, that's just as bad or worse as a sex scene. I don't know, man. Life is full of obscene shit. You know, they hide some of it. They try to disguise some of it. But, you know, that's what we learn, my nigga. That's what we learn. I ain't covered <laughs> that, man. But that Takashi 69 shit, getting back to my nigga Takashi. You know, niggas, and it'd be so funny to see niggas on social media be like, oh, yeah, nigga, what he deserve. Oh, da-da-da, this is what you get, da-da-da-da-da. And it's like, nigga, you ain't never talked shit before? Like, you ain't never, I, I, I understand what it feels like. <laughs> Not the snitching part, but the talking shit part and getting your ass beat part, I understand it. When I was about, when I was in the third or fourth grade, we was, uh, we was, my, I went to A.O. Burris. Shit was right across the street, son. From the street, from where we lived on. Fucking, this dude, uh, I don't remember his name. 
both of these kids was ugly as hell. I mean, I'm still, I'm, a, I'm a still talk my shit to this day. Hopefully, he'll hear this and beat my ass again. I don't think he could, but that nigga beat my ass that day. Nigga, they was both ugly. They, you know, they kind of, they kind of looked like Sid from Ice Age, but his sister, nigga, sister looked like a flat faced gorilla. So I guess me being a bold ass, little fat, little round ball ass nigga, I was like, oh. Ha ha, yo sister like a flat-faced gorilla, ha ha. Only thing I remember is, that nigga started kneeing me in my jaw like five times. I dropped, nigga on top of me, started beating my ass, stood me up. It was like I was in the UFC in the third grade. Nigga was beating my ass. And so then the next day, man, fuck that shit, man. You know what, hold on, let me get some background music. Next day, nigga, next day, I wake up, I'm like, nigga, I'm finna get my vengeance, right? And this could have been one of them life-changing moments because I picked up a brick, right? I picked up a brick. <laughs> I picked up a brick and I was like, yo, I'm about to go hit this nigga, man. Fuck this shit. Real shit. Nigga ain't finna just beat my ass like that and think I ain't finna get my leg back. Picked up a brick and I was walking around the house to, you know, walk to the bus stop and my next door neighbor, Miss Kira, she saw me and she was like, I guess word has spread that a nigga got his ass beat at the bus stop, you know, after school. So then she's like, why you got that brick? What are you about to do with that brick? And, you know, I dropped it and I walked off like, like I wasn't about to do shit. But I could have, hey, what if I would have hit that nigga and, like, damaged him or some shit? Or, like, you know, his parents pressed charges and I would have been in juvie or, you know, coming up. My brother, my brother dealt with the law a lot. So, damn, I could have, you know, started dealing with the law, too. Thank God for Miss Kira being like, yo, what you doing with that brick? Put that down. Cause I was about to smash on son. Word to my mother. Word on, on Cetus, nigga. <laughs> and it's just like, I be thinking about that moment so much. Cause I be like, that was a that was a decision I made that, bro, I don't, she was right there in the window. Like she saw me in that moment. Was like, what you doing with that? Like she knew. And she was like, nah. Like God spoke to her and said, nah, this ain't it. This ain't his path. Cause I really could have, like, to think about, I wish we could see alternate re realities. Like, on some goddamn Ant-Man and the Quantum, Quantumadium shit. Like, cause that's what I think, like, we all just is. We just mad different versions of us. Like, how are we all the sperm that made it? I think we was all the same sperm, just different variations of us. Like, maybe a, a light-skinned me, a white me, or not white, cause my parents are black. But you know, different versions of who the fuck you are. And it's just like, man, shit's so crazy. Cause who would I would have been? Who would I have been? <laughs> if I would have smashed, who if I would have grown up to been? I don't know. Maybe a little bit, you know, tougher. Not to say that I'm not tough. Sometimes I'd be like, damn, I wish I was a little tougher. But not, I don't even know, that don't even really make sense. Cause for the most part, I guess I am tough, but I don't know. You know, you have them little things. You like, well, tougher emotionally. I give myself that. Let me turn the background music off. I forgot this shit was going. I was just talking. I wish I was tougher emotionally. I ain't got a shit no more. The urge to shit has went away. The urge to shit has gone away. Uh, let me text this customer real quick. Let them know we're gonna be on the uh, way. You know, at eleven. Uh, headed that way, ETA, 11 a.m., boom. Sent, and that's how, that's that's right there, how you conduct business. Because I'm not a businessman, I'm a business. 
man. What you talking about? Nah, but, uh, damn, I forgot what the fuck I was talking about. Let's go to something else on the list of long things that I wrote out. Oh, quarter life crisis. I really feel like, yo, when you know niggas be in midlife crisis when they're 50, they like, yo, you're gonna have a crisis. And a quarter life crisis, you know, if you know what a quarter is, 25. Uh, so I'm 25, I just turned 25. And I'm like, damn, son, I might really be having a quarter life crisis for real. Because a lot of shit right now is just going real fucking sucky. I'm not gonna lie. And like, just even, even like I got written on the list, like losing my passions, like, I don't feel like I lost my passion, but I definitely feel like I lost a little bit of my footing. So, like, today I made a um, daily kill list is what I'm calling it. So, just a list of things that I have to do every day. You know, I got to do this every day. I got to do this. Uh, so, you know, a daily kill list. And so, just getting back to routining out my life. Because, if you know, if you got a routine and you got things that you got to do every single one of these days and you do them, that's going to help lead to your success. Because all those things that I put on the list are things that help me bring to my success. Writing, stretching, uh, reading, breath work. Um, those are all things I'm gonna work on. Dry fire uh, with my weapons, going over rules. The first rule of firearms is don't point the muzzle, don't point the gun at anything you're willing to hurt or destroy. You know, just going over different rules every day to instill this shit. You gotta instill the discipline into your fucking schedule. A lot of people wake up and be like, oh, what I'm doing today? And Because it, it got to a point where I was doing that. Oh, I'm going to wake up and write what I got to do. Nah, have this daily kill list of set things. And then, you know, when things get on the list, I had to get a poster board for Santana today. That was a t on my to-do list of things to do. But I also have a daily kill list of my breath work. I did breath work while I was working on this proposal for uh, this program I'm going to do at the library. You know, my yoga. Uh, they ran out of having a yoga teacher. And a lady who hit me up about training was like, why well, used to do it at Wolf Creek Library? And that's the library I go to. And I was like, oh, it's Shell K. And I signed up for her. And the lady finally got back to me. And she was ecstatic to hear about me wanting to do yoga and firearms training. And I'm really going that I, That's why I put dry fire on my kill list. Because I I can tend to neglect my gun, my gun and my firearm instructing knowledge because I have been going over shit for a while, and I do have a good basis of stuff, but I want to instill it and be, I want to instill it so hard that I'm confident. Like, I'm confident in making a workout for somebody, and even the ideas that I've been coming up for different, for my gun classes, like, imagine this, right? Hold on, let me get some background. Hold on. Oh, hold on, that was good. So imagine this, right? You go to a seminar on guns, you know, safety and beginner gun, uh, uh, beginner gun, um, I don't want to say techniques, but beginner gun techniques, but there's tables set up and each table is a circuit that even I'm going to talk for, I'm going to say a couple slides about the, probably the four universal firearms rules and other, uh, state rules that go. But while I'm doing that, I talk and then you do a station that you at. So if you have to load the uh, magazine station with snap caps, you practice it on loading the magazine with snap caps. Then you go to a station where you got a um, fucking uh, master grip. You're just working on master grip. Then you go to a station where you're working on aligning your sights. Uh, aligning the sights with, I have these little sight things. I can't really, not that I can't describe it. It's like little plastic sights that you get to line up. You point at things just to work on sight alignment but in a bigger scope that you can see it but then you pick up the gun and then you align the sights on the target on the gun and then i have lasers built in 
trigger uh, training lasers that when you pull the trigger, it uh, shoots a laser out. Ah, shit, I'm going to be too close. I'm going to stop at this BP. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get there at 1041. There's a BP right here. I might have to go up there and take like a little emergency shit. Because my body, he's starting to heat up, right? <laughs> my body, he's starting to heat up. And when your body starts heating up, it's like, oh, no, you guys take shit, nigga. Damn, I could have went in that angles, but I'm just going to go in this uh, BP right here. But yeah, man, I'm going to have different stations set up. So it's like you're going through a circuit training, but for your mind and it's for this gun knowledge skill. And that's the idea I got. And I wrote down, I'm like, boom, that's what I'm going to do. <clears throat> so I'm going to write out, I got to write out two proposals for the library. But it's like, I felt like I was losing my passion because I didn't have a direction. I listened to this thing the other day that was like, yo, you got to make, you got to set goals. And I, I haven't really been setting no goals. Like, okay, this is a goal I want to achieve within this month or by the end of this year. But I got, I need to start, I need to set short-term and long-term goals. Like for real, I need to really set them bitches because I haven't been uh, setting them. I haven't, I haven't set them really at all. It's not since I took, I kind of took my goals down uh, the last year. It was like, okay, I just have the affirmations. You know, I had a daily kill list type of thing going. But it was not effective because I didn't adhere to it. I'm four minutes away, baby. I'm making it. I'm doing it. I'm out here pursuing it. Anybody try to diss me, screw them. Fuck them. Nah, but for real. I'm overcoming this quarter-life crisis. Uh, if you feel like you're in a crisis right now, a crisis is something that can be averted. And how you get out of a crisis, you know what they, you know what, you know what they always have for crises? Crisis plans. So start making your crisis plan right now. Start with a daily kill list. Daily kill list is things that you want to get done every day. Stretching, reading, writing, thinking, breathing. Bro, little things, meditation. That's a great thing to help calm, ease, and trigger your mind for creativity. Meditation, breath work. Breathe in for three seconds. Hold for three seconds. Exhale for three seconds. Hold for three seconds. Go through that whole cycle right then and there. That's breath work. It's easy, people. They want to teach us. They want to stress us out to make us think it ain't easy. But it's easy, I'm telling you. And if you just build it into your routine, and if you ain't got a routine, get your routine together. What time are you waking up? All right, you waking up. Then what you doing? I really recommend moving, stretching your body for at least 10, 5 to 10 minutes. It ain't got to be nothing crazy. Straddle stretch, quad stretch. A straddle stretch getting every part of your hamstring. Quad stretch is getting your quads. Two big major muscles that really control a lot of tightness. Then you can start adding hip shit in there. But those two things take you less than five minutes. And those two stretches you could do. Do a child's pose. Bro, it's easy. You got to want it. You got to implement it into your routine. You have to instill the discipline regardlessly. Because if it's in your routine regardless, then you got to get it done regardless. It's called a daily kill list for a reason. Because they're tasks that you got to kill. I love y'all. Send us somebody. This is a long episode too. 27 minutes. Send us to somebody you love. Send us to somebody you want to make think. Send us to somebody you want to make blink. Because I think when you blinking a lot, you thinking a lot. Pig! Whiplash. Bar 125. Big boy tempo.